Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, everybody. Well, hello, Kylie. Hi, Chris. It's a little... uh. So, so we have a few more people in here than normal, don't we? We do, we do. What's we uh, do. what's going on today, in, Kylie? In what? In what? In our. Do you want? I've got an. I've got an. <sighs> can we try one more? Do it. The podcast penthouse at the nine hundred nine. I hate it. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast pen. No, don't no, too wordy. Too yeah. Too, Somebody too, said that we are going to have to officially. We name will. This. We will. Well, maybe maybe our guest today can help us uh, come up with a name. Um, that'd be great. Yeah, but we do we do need a name. What what do we have so far? We have the Pod Lounge, which we think sounds like a '90s oxygen bar. Uh, we have the yeah the Pod Lounge at the 909. We have uh, Pod Haven. No, I don't. I no, don't know stop. What did what did you, what did you just call it? Know. The Pod Penthouse. The podcast. Podcast. Podcast Pent. That's too podcast pen. Podcast pen. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna stick. Hey, before we do move on, yeah. We do need to thank Deb, who we've hammered mm-hmm. over and over and over. Oh, super fan, Deb. Super fan that uh, didn't come through with the coffee sponsorship for a while, but but there's a big big but. Yes. No. Yeah. No. Uh, Wonderful coffee was delivered. Yes. By hand to Kylie and I, as well as a gift card. Thank you, Deb. Thank you, Deb. That was that was very very sweet. We will not talk trash any longer. I don't think we ever trashed her. We just no. we just questioned her. Yeah. We just questioned her integrity. <laughs> I'll let you handle that. <laughs> uh, you know her. I do but not. super fan Deb came through, and we are very very grateful. Hey, let's get right to it. Let us, because uh, you are you are setting up very straight. You are behaving very well so far this morning. That's because my dad's here, and I noticed um, you haven't cussed at all. And uh, why why is it that you're behaving today, Kylie? Well, I, my dad's here too. We have uh, joining us Bob and Keith, Uh, my dad. uh, Why don't you say hello? Pull the mic a little closer to you. Hello, everyone. That's that's Bob (laughs) and uh, and Keith, Kylie's dad. Won't you say hello? Glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that this is probably. Their forte, either one of them. I don't think it's our forte yet either. So well, <laughs> I guess we're all peas in a good pod here. <gasps> that's it, peas in a good pod. No, that's a terrible. That's a worse. That's that's your dad even grumbled. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is either going to be a very powerful episode, or Kylie and I are going to get beat afterwards. So yeah, uh, whatever what it is, let's uh, let's dive in. And uh, <laughs> so this Thursday, um, a. A friend opened up a small group setting with what are three words that would um, capture uh, who you are as a person. And I thought that would be a great way for you and I to introduce our dads from our perspective, give the listeners some um, insight on how we view our fathers, yeah. and then let them introduce themselves and I like that. talk about that. So do, do you have, are you ready? Or? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I can give three words to, to describe my dad. Number one, humble. Number two, patient. 
And number three, surprising. My dad still surprises me. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I, I, I still learn new things about him. I still <laughs> see sides of him that I'm like, oh, I never knew that about you. I don't, I don't, I don't know why he's here. He doesn't sound like understand. a jerk in any way, yeah, shape, or form. He's, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> Wait until I speak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mister Humility is what I heard. He'll fit right in. We can learn a lot. I'm sure. Well, Dad, why don't why don't you why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and you know who who you are and well, I am. Uh, I'm Chris's dad. That's how I'm always identified. That's Chris's dad. I'm always identified by him. And uh, I'm very proud of him. Very proud of him. Uh, I uh, Let me give you a little bit of background on myself. I, uh, I'm Egyptian. I came uh, to this country. I was uh, 17 years old. I... Uh, Talk about my background, my dad and my mom. Uh, my dad was a Christian. Mom and dad were Christian, good Christian people. Uh, and he, uh, it all, let me go back uh, into the, the 30s, 1930s, when, uh, when he first started his life, my dad. I'll, I'll talk about my dad, my family. Uh, he, he worked, he we came from a, he came from a poor family, and he left his town into the into the city to get a job there, to uh, take care of his mom because he had lost his dad, and uh, he worked uh, for two Egyptian doctors. They were young, young graduates as doctors, and uh, he was to work as a cook for them and. You know, clean the house, and he worked there until one day uh, they asked him to work at church time, and he had church every Sunday. And they asked, they said, "Well, we want you to work at this time." And he said, "Sorry, I have to quit. Hmm. I cannot work at church time while my church is gone." And, uh, and uh, he left, or they, they, got, they, you know, got rid of him. And uh, that, was, uh, uh, that was the best thing. And uh, after that, I, I don't know about the best thing, but God, God, God is good. Mm. God is good. And uh, if there is any boasting here, I boast, I boast for the Lord. He gets all the credit. This is all orchestrated by him for our family. And uh, after that, he worked for, uh, uh, he got a job for a Catholic priest to cook for him. And right next to the, to, to his, uh, to his house, there was a, ch- uh, a school, and he would to clean the school and clean the church. There were actually two jobs, a job for the priest and his, and his church, taking care of his cooking, 
and cleaning the church. And the second job was for the school to clean the school after, uh, at nighttime. And uh, from those, those, both of those jobs, uh, it was two full-time jobs, and, uh, but there wasn't enough. He used to get four Egyptian pounds from the church and four Egyptian pounds Jeez. from the church from the uh, school. So well, what would that be like in like today's money? Like eight, uh, I don't know, but yeah. we're talking uh 1960s. I don't know what that. But I I could tell you what it means for today. There was always too much month at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. past yeah. past the 15 uh, the, the, the 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 half the month Okay, the twentieth is zero, zero, and in, in, in my and my dad used to uh, uh, have extra jobs, always depended on extra jobs. So he would he would for the school kids he would be the walking school bus. He would take the kids, pick up the kids, and take the kids. But it's walking. It's and uh, one day at the end of the month. There was no food in the house. There was no money in the pocket. And he left in the morning very upset because he asked mom, he says, there's, there's not even bread. We, we didn't have bread. We, you know, we used to get the bread. My mother, it was dry bread. Uh, and we would you get milk every day and put the bread in the milk and that was our breakfast. So that basic, the basic cereal, the basic bread in the morning was not there. And uh, he was very upset and uh, got on his way to, uh, to pick up the kids for the school. And look how the Lord works. And it was windy day. He was, com- he was in a bad mood. He was nothing but complaining that there is no food. And I... He, and, and, there were seven of us, seven kids, and how how and and he you know he and and that windy day as he's walking to school and he sees a piece of paper fly in front of him and it was ten pounds, <laughs> ten Egyptian pounds. Wow, that's more than what he made every month. Wow, and that's how the Lord worked. Wow. Well, that's incredible. Uh, Dad, I'm glad you're here. And, uh, you know, my dad's been married to my mom for a long time, at least 60, 70, 80 years or something, right? You've been married? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, not quite that long, but what? What was 40 something, right? 40 years? You've been married? About that. About that? Okay. She doesn't listen to this, so we're fine. (laughs) Um,. Well, uh, yeah, we're glad you can be here. My, my, my dad lives in Hava de Grace, Maryland. It's about a, an hour from Baltimore uh, near my sister and her family. And uh, we get to see them a f- quite a few times a year, and it's always been good. All right, well, Kylie, why don't you tell us about your pops? This is my dad. Three words. <clears throat> three words. This is my dad, Keith. 
the three words that I came up with are faithful, uh, servant, both of those having to do with every area, I would say, of life, of um, family, for sure, of faith, for sure. And I think everybody would describe the Canablo family as hard workers. Mm. So um, always serving within the church, within school, um, within the community. And the third word I came up with, which will probably be a surprise to him, maybe, is tender. I think that there's a tenderness that isn't always seen, but that is always there for sure. So this is my dad, Keith. What? Tell us about you. Marriage, kids, career. Well, close to celebrating 50 years uh, in a couple months. Uh, one of the highlights of, well, yeah, one of the highlights of my life is on our fourth wedding anniversary, my first son was born. Good-looking man. Yeah, just terrific, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you, you have a brother? <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was a real highlight. And then uh, a few years later, we even had a, a niece that was born on, on the same date. And so June 12 is a, is a big deal in, in our family. And um, I was extremely blessed to be born into a family of good Christian people, good Christian examples, and also in a very small community that a lot of the things that uh, I value came from where we grew up. I mean, it was it was such a simple country environment. And I don't mean simple as far as intelligent, but simple as far as uh, the hustle and bustle that there is today. And I think, um, well, anyway, I spent my life, I, my, my father had an excavating business. And uh, in 1980, my wife and I became a, an actual financial part of that business. And so it's we've been very blessed that it grew and we have... Uh, I, I just take a, a lot of pride in, in the jobs that I've done, been able to do. And again, we, just like your dad said, uh, all to the grace, oh, by the grace of God. I mean, there have been years of uh, the downside where you struggle. It's a very uh, cycle-like business where you have highs and lows and the lows get to you in a hurry, but... Mm-hmm. You, we are dependent upon God's grace to get us through somehow, and and He always has. Um, there have been difficult times, but um, lots and lots of blessings, and uh, um, just so thankful in in God's grace through our life. I mean, He's just been He's been a real blessing to us, and given us. Uh, a wonderful family, and I guess that's who I am. Is that? Am I close? Did a lot of <laughs> did a did a, a lot of uh, coaching with the kids, and 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 that's a, another highlight. I was able to be a a part of what they enjoyed, and it turned into we don't vacation. And so when the second son got involved in in soccer, we did some traveling that way, and. You know, that was something that 
that I didn't have as a kid in our community. Nobody had it as a kid. I mean, there wasn't travel baseball and basketball and volleyball and, you know, it was, a, a, it was, I got to thinking about this during the night and thinking about how it's hard to understand where people come from because you're at a different age. Mm. What, what my dad went through the depression and, and things like that. It, it's just hard to, to realize. I mean, for young kids today to understand that you had a, if you were lucky enough, you had a phone on the wall that you went to the wall to use the phone and you had to pick it up and see whether somebody else was in your party line <laughs> might be on the phone. Mm-hmm. And that's, just, you know, people don't have a concept. Young kids don't have that concept. They can't even imagine that. And, and so the times have changed to a point where it, it's just a different lifestyle and, and a lot of where you were, where you were brought up, what you did as a kid makes such a difference. It's, you know, racism in Woodburn, Indiana didn't exist because there wasn't any. There wasn't anybody else but mm. middle-class white people. I mean, mm. that's that was it. And so it, it was just so much different. Mm. What else do you want me to say? <laughs> uh, <here we> <laughs> Oh, let's check our script. Uh, <laughs> what are, um, let me ask you, and then we'll we'll ask Bob a similar question. What was one of the hardest things that you went through as a child, a uh, childhood experience, and what, how do you feel like that was something that you overcome? Or as we talk about, God's grace is abundant, and how God's grace brought you through that. Well, I would say that one of the most difficult things, and I I don't know if it's a personal thing or more of a family thing, but I lost a brother in 66, which would have made me, what, 49? That'd be, what, 15 years, 16, 17 years old? And And he he was how old? He was 11 at the time. Wow. And he got cancer. And um, so that was a very, you know, it was... I. I'm guessing it was like a two-year period of going through all kinds of different possibilities. Back again, we're we're talking about the '60s, yeah. And so, you know, what they kept telling my parents was, you know, they we don't have a cure. What you try for David can maybe help somebody else later on. And so, you know, he did different things that was one of the saddest things that I can remember is because of the medication was that he was on, he was a very tiny, I shouldn't say tiny, slender, good-looking kid. And when he started taking this medication, it, he just blew up. He just swelled up. And, of course, he's going to a school where that's not typical. Yeah. And so the kids made fun of him. Classmates made fun of him. That was a real difficult time. And so, um, but my mom and dad, you know, were, were faithful people and they knew that it was in the Lord's hands. And, and so that, uh, that got us through. And I guess the way, how it affected me was watching how they handled it. Mm. It was difficult. Um, my, like I said, my dad was in the excavating business and we had a, 
uh, a neighbor that was building a new house, and Dad was working into that house, and my dad was in charge of getting the septic system in. And then, and because of the funeral and this time in our life, in his life, he couldn't get at it when he had told him he would get it done. And the neighbor had no sympathy for him. Wow. And, I mean, he was two doors away from us. And um, he just couldn't understand why his project wasn't going to take prevalence over my, my, my brother's death. And so it was, it was, you know, you had things like that that yeah. my dad didn't say a whole lot of wise things and neither, uh, I, I don't mean it that way, but it was more by example. It was just the way he lived his life and what we got from that. Again, those are, I think, a difference in the times. My dad, I don't remember him ever telling me he loved me, but I know he did by his example and by how hard he worked for his family and how he took care of us. But just a, a difference in times That's and, and community, where you grew up. I mean, obviously, Bob's life is completely different than, than what I had, and, and we need to understand that. And I think that's the biggest thing is to, is to try to think about where other people come from, walk in their shoes, what they've been through, and that's, that's not easy for me to do. You know, because I had such a sheltered life, it's hard for me to understand. I mean, when I saw the the riots in Chicago in the '60s, I thought, you know, th- this is this is insane. You know, now I have a different outlook on that. I look at it differently. Yeah. I don't. I've, it's good. I've yeah. gone too far. No, no, no. no. Yeah, thanks for sharing. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I, that reminds me. You know, Jesus tells that parable of the the man who tells his two sons. You know, he tells his son. The one son, go, you know, go, go, go work in the field. I forget exactly what it was, but go, go work for me. And the son says, I'll do it. And then doesn't do it. And then he goes to the, to his brother and he says, go work the field. And he says, I won't do it, but then he does it. And then Jesus asked the question, you know, like, like who loved his dad right. more? Like who, yeah. did, who did better? And it sure. was the one who did it. You know, that were, when you talked about your father, that his, just by him, the way he lived his life for you, uh, the way he lived his life for him, like for his family, the example of, of that and loving you through that. You know, I don't know. That's that speaks powerfully. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, 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 it's what I love about this place is the community effect. You know, there was a politician a few years back that it was, you know, you're you're, you're raised by your community, and I thought, no. But now I realize, yeah. I mean, because of the, because of the community I had, they all influenced me, coaches, mm. teachers neighbors in some some ways good in some ways bad you know but again i was i i consider that i had a very sheltered life pretty much everybody was the same that i grew up with i mean when you a big day for us if you wanted to go shopping you went to a six block stretch in downtown fort wayne and you could get anything you wanted there anything you needed there but you didn't go to, you didn't have three or four malls to mm. choose from. It was, that was it. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't find it there. It ain't going to be here. <laughs> and you don't get on, you don't get on your phone and order it. You, you didn't have Amazon growing up? <laughs> no, no. Same day delivery. <clears throat> right. <time. laughs> yeah. Huh. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. Bob, what about you? What was a childhood 
something you went through that you felt like God uh, brought you through? In, in spite of being poor, I had a very happy childhood. Mm. And uh, uh, my brother, uh, you know, with all seven of us, each two kids stuck to each other. You, you could go through my whole family and <laughs> you see two by two, two by two, you know, when we, we had, and, and we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun playing in the dirt in the backyard. That was, that was the highlight. And uh, it didn't have, uh, I, there's one toy that I do remember and that's the only toy I had. Mm. And it was given to me by the Franciscan nuns. <laughs> they used to come from Cairo to Port Said for the for Port Said is is on the on the on the beach, and they used to come in the summertime for like a month to to enjoy the beach, you know, uh, and uh, and they used to live in the school where my dad used to clean, mm. and uh, they used to come and they gave me uh, a, a gun. A plastic gun, a toy gun that sparks at night, <laughs> and that, that, that was that's sure. the only toy that I had. And uh, but you know, I I had a very happy uh, life, and uh, I had a very happy life good. as a child. It's good. Wow. That's yeah. Good. Um. You know, Keith, you brought something before that I, I want to circle back around to. You talk about the, it's the community that raises a child, right? I forget exactly how you said it, but you, you quoted this, this some politician. Uh, when you, when you were a young man and, and that, I you know, I want to know what you guys think. Like when you, when you were, when you were young men, uh, teenagers becoming men, whatever age that was, right? So uh, who, who, who did you go to for advice when you, when you, hey, I, I, I don't know how to navigate A, B, and C. Uh, who, who, who did you go to? Like, who did you seek out? You know, I, I really can't think of anybody in particular. Mm -hmm. it, again, it was a football coach, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was admired by the community. And, and by the same token, I had another football coach that I wouldn't say that I did admire. Mm -hmm. It was... It, Humility, I guess, is the way I, I would look at it. It, it, it. I'm a competitive individual, but I always think in competition, go in as the underdog. Think of yourself as the underdog and then prove how good you are. So, so the people that are brash and bold and, and think they're top dog in whatever the situation, whether it's whether it's industry or whatever, still be common about it. Be down to earth about it. Don't, don't, don't be a braggart. I just, there's, to me, people like that are a turnoff. Yes, you've got to have confidence in, in your own self, but you don't need to necessarily display that to mm -hmm. everybody else. Just be confident and then prove yourself, you know, God can help you get through anything. Mm. 
it may not be the way you draw it out, but be open to God's direction, I guess is the way I, I would look at it. I don't know if that's an answer to your question or not. I Again, it was community just by example, yeah, I think. Yeah. Other people that, that were just members of our church, I admired them. I admired the way they raised their kids. So as far as divide, uh, advice, uh, when I mentioned this uh, to my wife, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, advice on financial matters. You know, can I afford to buy this car? How am I going to make the payments on this car? Same way with my house. You know, at the time that we bought our house, the banker said, Oh, you don't want to do that. That's, that'll just, it'll strap you so tight that you'll, you'll never be, you know, you won't, you won't be able to enjoy life. (laughs) And, And seriously, that's what, that's what we were told by the banker. And man, it was ridiculous, you know, 10 years later, people can't believe the interest rate that we were paying <laughs> compared to what they're paying. So, again, those are the things that I, and as far as, as far as behavioral issues, you know, as far as advice of should I do this or shouldn't I do this, it was just kind of, I, I want to say it's kind of inborn because of the people I was around. Mm. Wow. You, you, you knew what was good and what wasn't. You know, again, we didn't have, we didn't have all the, What's the word I want? Um, uh, temptations mm. that there are today, you know, between drugs and and pornography and all that kind of stuff. That was, we had, our big deal was, are you going to go drinking or not? Mm. You know, and because of the way I grew up and grew up as a, an athlete, but mostly because of my parents and because of God's expectations, I didn't need to go drinking. I mean, I just don't see any sense in spending the night, spending the money gambling. I can't understand people that gamble. I mean, I work too hard for my money. I'm not going <laughs> to try to give it to somebody else and not get anything for it. I, I, it's just, I don't, I don't understand those things because of the way I grew up. Yeah. Smart. Now's our, now's our chance to let them know we're going to play uh, poker. <laughs> Live on the air. No, <laughs> Put your beer down, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Dad? I have two people that I uh, that come to my mind now, uh, and uh, was as a child uh, in in the uh, middle school. Uh, my biggest helper was my Sunday school teacher. Mm. He was a young man, and I went to him for advice. Mm. Whether kids were bothering me, things at home, uh, not much. Uh, I didn't. That department was was very. Uh, uh, very clean. There wasn't much uh, issues there, but uh, school was a lot of issues. Friends was a lot of issues. Uh, people that I played with, uh, the language they used, and uh, I, I, I had a problem fitting in. And uh, and he was a lot of help in uh, in 
growing up that I, to be honest with you, I don't even remember his name now. Mm. Okay, but I see his face mm. in front of me, and he's a young man, and he was my Sunday school teacher. The other person was later in life came to my life. Uh, she's a she, she's a missionary. She's a she's a, an old lady that uh, came from Egypt, and she's uh, she loves the Lord. If I were to describe her, she's a person that loves the Lord, and uh, she would just she just makes she made my heart melt for the Lord. And uh, she was a very inspiration to me uh, in the last uh, in the last uh, ten years or so, or maybe more than ten years. Uh, and I would go for her for an advice, and she would uh, before she speaks, she would pray, and she would. She she uh, she did a lot, she did prophesying also, uh, but uh, it was a lot of teaching in her talk, mm. uh, a lot of a lot of love, a lot of love. It just love pours out of her mouth, pours out of her. Anything she does, it's motivated by love, mm. and and you felt it, mm. you felt it. So you mentioned just a beautiful phrase within that, that something in her made your heart melt for the Lord. I guess just such a powerful and a beautiful, how did, what did you see in her that made you feel that way? And then how does that translate in how, you know, you interact with others? Well, the, it affected me on how I pray mm. and how I live my Christian life especially my prayers. My prayers were uh, memorized phrases that I just, I just repeat. And that was all thrown out. She didn't tell me to throw it out. <laughs> okay? But she taught me how to speak my feeling to the Lord mm. and how to be natural, natural. Nothing, you know, uh, and 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 uh, that's how. And she, 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 she got me deeper in that relationship. You, I felt it every week. We met in homes uh, 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 every week, and every week I felt a new depth wow. that I I go in every week. And it was never boring. And it was never that I that you had to prepare for and what am I gonna say and what <laughs> no, it was all natural. It was all natural. And her big teaching was like when we got together on on it was Saturday night. When we got together on Saturday night, we did one thing is praise and worship. And we praise the Lord. And with songs that was just praise, not that I'm sick and heal me and do mm -hmm. no 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 no. It was all praise, praise worship, and and, and worship was prayers that was very uh, calm and very 
loving to the Lord and no requests. You know, uh, yeah, I, my, my knee hurts. No, right. that, this is not the time for it. This is not the time for to 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 ask for healing or any I, healing. Healing came, by the way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> healing came naturally, but that was a time to just wow. worship the Lord yeah. and lift His name, and that's all we did. That's all we did. That's great. I used to love uh, going home to visit during those during that time during those meetings because, you know, at that time you were living in Jersey, in North Jersey in this really, like, ritzy town where... By the grace of God. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, uh, lots of money in that town, and with those things come, you know, a lot of, a lot of people just hiding, a lot of people really caring about appearances, you know, that, that kind of thing. And we go, and they would... I was so proud of you guys, because you had this weekly meeting, and you would bust open the windows... And the whole thing would be in Arabic. <laughs> Every neighbor the, up and down the street, I'm sure, could hear it. You know, and, and you guys just didn't care. You just didn't care. None of you cared. None of the, none of the people who came, you, mom, like, it, and it was, I don't know, it was just really cool seeing you guys commit to that. And you guys did that every week, the whole time you were, you, you know, until you moved. Uh, I, thought, I thought that was incredible. And even though, you know, my Arabic is rusty enough, I didn't catch every word and couldn't always participate the same way. It was still like you knew God God was there in that home. We never received a complaint mm. from the neighbors. And the only thing we'd, we hear from the neighbors, if they're in trouble, they would come and say pray for us. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Good testimony. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I, was, I don't know, just always, uh, that, that always left an impression on me. As someone who... You know, we've talked about it before, Kylie. You know, someone who grew up really caring what people think about me. Sure. To see. Unashamed. Yeah, just to see you guys like, you know what, we're we're worshiping. You got the sound system turned up. You got, you know, so bring a keyboard and a guitar or whatever. And you guys would just, just go for it in your living room with the windows wide open. I, I love that. It's great. Well. We're just going to take a quick break. Yeah. I keep hearing... Um, from their stories, the complexity of life, there's enough in and of itself, but the beauty comes in, for me, in listening to their stories and hearing what the simplicity yeah. of life really brings. Joy, yeah. um, you know, examples from community. So um, That God, God woven in that complexity yeah. kind of makes every, makes every mountain low and every valley, you know, sure. raised up. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I think we're going to take probably a quick break, yeah. and um, and we'll be back next week. We'll be back. So next that's not week. a quick break. That's a week long break. That is a week long break. But, really, but for us, it's really, it's just a few minutes. Part two coming shortly. <laughs> coming up next <laughs> on following Jesus for jerks. <laughs> well, thanks so much, uh, Dad and Bob. Actually, can we tell him? Can we tell him your your Arabic name? You were born with the name Wahib. Yes, I, I like that. Gifted. Yes. Wahib. Keith, were you born Keith? <laughs> Yeah. Or do you also have an Arabic name? <laughs> no, not that I can recall. I, I, I like to call it Egyptian name. Egyptian name, sorry. Right, Wahib right. and Bashoy. I'm, I'm privileged to sit here in the same room. Well, we'll be back next week. Thank you, guys. We love you. You know, see you on Instagram or whatever. And uh, yeah, next week, see you. Peace. Peace.